Hello and welcome to podcast number three. We're really getting the hang of this now, aren't we? <laughs> this one, I want to um, talk about the skill sets that we had and that we've learned along the way, really. Um, I think we had quite a good skill set before we even took on this life. I mean, John's worked in the building trade um, ever since he left school. Um, he has always worked on domestic housing as well, so extensions and loft conversions and things like that. So he's, uh, he's picked up a lot of knowledge over the years regarding that. The one thing he doesn't do is electrics because in his head, plumbing, water and electrics don't mix so he never ever touches the electrics that's always up to somebody else to do but um apart from that we uh, i think we got a, a really good um big skill sets really between the two of us um i'm you know i'm a bit older now but back in the day i'm not i wasn't afraid of hard work in our old place i um dug out the footings for the extension by hand it's uh you know i, I wasn't scared of hard work um so and I had already so I know initially I said I you know when I left school I, I worked in a factory and, and I did and I and after that I'd done various office jobs um in in an in accounts so that was handy to be fair uh, a bit later on in life and um then I uh, one one time I decided I wanted to do an organic gardening course um which uh, was a year-long course, which I did, which was absolutely fantastic. I mean, we had... I mean, I, I one of the... I would say that the chap that was our tutor, uh, he was incredible. He, he was an incredible fountain of knowledge regarding the countryside and, um, you know, gardening and veg growing and everything really and he was uh you know I really put I would put him you know definitely pin him on my timeline as as one of the people that made had a massive influence on on my life um so that so yeah so we got between us a lot of skills a lot of practical skills uh you know we'd had you know I and I I also obviously when I did the uh, gardening course then that, that was for my benefit really to to learn more about organics and um then I I went gardening as well you know for a living which was what I was doing part-time and until we we came here so I gardened for other people um for a living through all weathers so uh, that that stood us in fairly good stead not entirely um because it, I was used to working outside in the winter but on a small holding, that's a whole different level. There's a whole different level of cold, wet, mud, ice, snow. It's a different level entirely. But, yeah, we, we you know, between the two of us, I think we had a really good skill set. Um, not experts, not experts at anything, but... And I read somewhere that <laughs> to be considered an expert, you have to do 10,000 hours... Um, learning and doing of that subject which equates to I think something like nine years at three hours a day so 
by the book standard, I, I think we are experts, you know, if you look at it like that, because, you know, we're six hours a day here, at least, um, on various different things, you know. So we are, you know, we're, we are experts, but we're not really, because, you know, one of my favourite sayings is, every day's a school day. And if you haven't learnt something that day, go out and find something to learn. You know, you, that's, you should, that's my ethos. If I haven't learnt something that day, I'll find something to learn. Um, I, I like knowledge. Knowledge is, is key, really. So, yeah, we, we, you know, John can build things and, uh, you know, make things and come up with ideas and one of his favorite sayings is which really annoys me half the time like but um one of his favorite sayings was something that somebody told his dad you know how these sayings go um when you're faced with a problem or a job that you want to do but you don't have the actual things that you need to do it this is this this is the mantra he goes by Imagine, and the girls will laugh when they listen to this because he's always saying it. Imagine you're in the Sahara Desert and what you've got around you is what is what you use in order to achieve whatever it is you want to achieve. And that sounds ridiculous. It does. But try it because it actually works. You know, obviously we're not in the Sahara Desert. But when you, you think, right, I need to do this. Um, this particular job, I don't have what I I think is technically the right things to do it. What can I use instead? What can I, you know, change? What can I manipulate? What can I use in order to get this job done, or or you know, or this thing built, or or anything? And it's quite it's quite scary actually how um, how your mind starts to whir and click and think right yeah what have i what have i got here what can i use how can i do this it's a it's a very good thing so we yeah so that's what i'm saying we have a big you know i think we have a good skill set and uh i think one of the main things that we have in abundance i like to think i have in abundance i do think i have in abundance is common sense because um you, you need to have a lot of that if you don't have any common sense then then you're on a hiding to nothing really it's nothing's ever gonna <laughs> nothing's ever gonna be achieved if you don't have any common sense to to work through it so so yeah that's uh that's the first bit about our skill sets by the way the um the tea you hear me making at the beginning of the episode is actually, it is a real cup of tea. I think, right, I'll make a cup of tea and sit down and I uh, quite liked it. So I think uh, probably be my trademark opening. Um, unless, as I said to my daughter, I have a bit bad day and you may hear me open the gin bottle or something like that. Uh, but that doesn't happen very often. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is the learning curve. Uh, <laughs> now, I... And I've said this so many times, it's probably really boring to some people, but the learning curve, as far as I am concerned, was less of a curve and more of a approaching a sharp bend at high speed type of affair. Because um, 
although we thought we were we were ready for this and we you know capable and able and everything else um you're just not you're just not unless you've been brought up in it unless it is your you know unless unless you've lived that your whole life and as I said we never you know we weren't really that far from it all um you know we we live in a town that is not a big town um we live on the edge of the countryside we've we've been we've been immersed in the countryside or most of our lives but actually moving out here um and being in it 24 7 uh is a different thing entirely you know we're open and we're exposed and you know we've got the weather the weather is as i said before and you know i know the british like to talk about the weather but when you live um on somewhere like this where the weather is so much more weather honestly than it is in the town i mean we can go to town which is literally a five minute ten minute drive away and in the winter it's three degrees warmer there than it is here you know we drive back and watch the temperature gauge go down and down and it's uh so, so you know as far as that's concerned that was a big thing and I think initially you're excited and it's you know it's all fun and it's great and you love it and, and everything everything's great and it's you know but after I suppose I suppose the honeymoon period wears off. You know, you've spent your first two, three winters um, trudging around, breaking ice buckets day in, day out, sometimes three, four, five times a day, depending on how cold it is. Um, You've spent, you know, you've tried pushing a wheelbarrow. I mean, I don't know if you've ever tried this, but it's, it's not that easy. Pushing a wheelbarrow through mud that literally does come halfway up your calf that's not that's not fun it's not fun and uh after a a few years you know you do get a bit uh, um I suppose I don't know depressed is not the word because you know that the spring is coming you know that the spring is coming although sometimes it's like this like this year it seemed to take forever to get here and we seem to have had a very long winter um especially with everything that's gone on this year as well it's gone on and on and on um but actually once the warmer weather comes you know you only have to have a week of warm weather and you're like oh this is great you know this is fabulous i love this but yeah so the learning curve in everything um is less of a slow curve and more of a like i said rushing up to a sharp bend at speed really um and that you know you learn on the job you learn on the job and uh it, it sometimes it's uh, frantic it's um it is frantic it can be frantic it, it you know sometimes you get it right and sometimes you get it wrong and when you get it wrong those are those are down days as well you know you, you i've sat there for hours and hours and hours with a um with a sheep you know in the cold uh, freezing cold weather with a sheep in the hay barn under a lamp um, because it's gone off its legs and uh, it you know it's you th- you feel like you've got it wrong you probably you know you probably didn't it, you know the weather I mean this was April and this was it, it was a shocking April it was fr- absolutely freezing 
and um you know it didn't it didn't go well it didn't go well at all and that that's not nice and that's that is part of the learning curve you you learn like I suppose you 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 win some you lose some um you know and it's uh that is all part of learning uh, nobody gets it right every time nobody nobody you know it's not all fun it's not all fun and sunshine and everything it, it, it's it's there's cold and wet and windy and icy and death and there is death and you do have to be able to you do have to learn to cope with that as well um you know because sometimes things die no matter how much uh effort you put in to try and not let, let that happen sometimes that does happen and that's uh that is part of the learning curve and that is part of small holding life really and it's part of life in general i suppose it's part of life in general but we um we don't really like to address that subject very much either, do we? So, so yeah, that's uh, that's all the part of the learning curve, and it it's very often um, a lot quicker than you think it's going to be. So we've talked about the depressing bits really I suppose you're getting the idea that it's not all sunshine and roses but we'll we'll talk about the rewards now because the really the rewards far far outweigh um the rest otherwise we wouldn't still be here um you know you, you're not going to keep flogging a dead horse as it were so the rewards for us for me uh far outweigh anything else <clears throat> as i said we you know we our food is is top notch uh, you know every night we've got fresh vegetables and fresh herbs and fresh fruit and you know everything else and um even even in the winter obviously because i tried to preserve or process a, a lot of it so we're still eating most of our own vegetables and fruit through the winter and I do try to grow some other things through the winter although you know, a lot will depend on the winter because you, you, can, you can't guarantee what it's going to be so some things die and like for instance I grew I grew carrots uh, last winter <clears throat> some late carrots and I I thought oh, these are going to be amazing we have these on Christmas day uh, as it turned out Christmas day was a uh, um fell flat on its face every for everyone anyway but I thought we're gonna have these amazing carrots Christmas day freshly pulled um I grew them in the polytunnel and they've grown away nicely nicely enough nice little row of carrots and uh, I came out one day and so I eaten the lot the top off the lot of it absolutely eaten of course they're not they're not going to grow then they're not going to you know they were they were nearly there they were getting there um and something ate, ate the the, the tops off of every every single one of them well actually bar one which I still have growing in there which I've let go to seed because I'm going to collect the seed and use that but yeah the, so so even in the winter I do try to keep something going so that we've got something fresh in the hungry gap as they call it um and this year we did, although they the carrots were a no-no, I had uh, plenty of um, purple sprout and broccoli that we were eating, um, which is nice. It's nice, you know, when everything else has, has gone over and, and that sort of starts to appear and you think, yes, it's great. We've got some nice fresh green vegetables. Uh, 
the other things that are rewarding are, you know, I mean, listen. And you can hardly hear a thing, can you? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's fantastic. There are, um, you know, there are pigeons and, and the birds around. I can't hear very much else. And it's, uh, I'm just surrounded by countryside. Um, and it's beautiful, really. It's, it's absolutely beautiful. Uh, the sunsets that we get here are um, insane. I mean, they are phenomenal. Uh, not every night, obviously. But when we do get them, they are spectacular. They are sp- and, I, and I just have to come out and sit in my, in my garden and I can see the most spectacular sunsets. And uh, we... Now, uh, we had uh, a row of fir trees growing on the other side of the property, um, which obscured the sunrise. Uh, We took them out. We did not take them out so that we could see the sunrise. We took them out because they are now, uh, were, uh, getting on for 60 foot tall. And they are only, they were only, uh, I'd probably say, what, 30 foot from, from the building, from where we sleep. So if, <laughs> and I was getting very worried uh, as the winds seemed to be getting fiercer each year, that if they came down, they're going to come down on us. So we took those down. I think there were about 12 of them altogether. They got massive. And now, uh, so we've taken them down for safety reasons. And now I see the sunrise as well. So, you know, I, I, it's fantastic. And I go out and I grab my coffee and I go out and I sit outside and... Um, and watch the sun come up, and uh, it's fantastic. So the the rewards are are massive. I mean, they are huge. I don't think anybody, you know, if when you live in the town, if you're lucky, you you can see the the sunrise or the sunset. Um, Probably not as in in its entirety like we can here. You're looking over the tops of houses and that, which is fantastic, but literally we really do have the most amazing views uh, when it comes to sunrise and sunset here. So, you know, that's another one of the rewards. Um, the air quality is is fabulous. I mean, it really is. I It's one of the things I noticed when um, I had to go... I mean, we'd been here, what, three or four or five years. And, and bearing in mind, I'm, you know, I'd been... We'd lived in a town... We live close to a military, an RAF base. So, you know, we get a lot of planes... Um, and you, you grow up with that, and you barely take any notice of it. Really, it, it is what it is. But I, when we came here, and I had to go back into town one morning, early one morning, um, probably for a doctor's appointment or something. Or, and I, I, I walked through the town, and I thought, oh God, you know, I can smell the car fumes. It, I could. The smells are when you go back into the town are intensified. I could. They smell. I can smell the car fumes you know massively um so and so another reward here is the the air quality is is brilliant really it's it's fabulous and uh it's not something you can appreciate really until you have spent quite a bit of time away from uh pollution and then you go back to it you go back into it and you, you can really smell it then it's uh it's you know it's a bit of a worry really but uh at the moment is what it is so yeah so the rewards you know our 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 food our our location our air quality 
and um, our, our way of life is relaxed. Our way of life is relaxed on the whole. I mean, don't get me wrong. We there are times when it's not that relaxed, but on the whole, like you know, today I'm I I should be working. I I should be working, but I'm I'm wandering around in the garden making this podcast because I can because there are no I don't have any really uh, constraints on my time. I'm not I don't have to be here or do this or there are no um, deadlines to to meet. You know, if I don't weed the carrots today, it'll wait until tomorrow. It's not you know nothing's urgent. Um, so so we have a you know that's another reward we have a relaxed lifestyle uh and it's uh yeah it's it's good the rewards really do far outweigh everything else So I talked about the rewards, um, but I suppose I should address the downsides really, because there are there are downsides, um, downsides to everything. But uh, there are downsides. Might as well get them out of the way. <laughs> um, one of the biggest downsides um, is that obviously it, it's hard to get away on holiday, and I or anywhere at all. Uh, at any time um i did address that a little bit in, in in a previous podcast uh when we want to go on holiday we you know there's a lot of arrangement to be done and we and the girls you know will come over and um move in and take care of whatever needs taking care of <clears throat> there's a lot of preparation that uh has to go in beforehand that um potentially nobody but me will see um, not just the packing of the clothes and everything, but I uh, have to make sure that everything is um, completely up together so that it's easy to run uh, because obviously somebody can't just step into my shoes and and uh, and do this. It's you know there are lists to be made, there are schedules. Um, not schedules as such, but you know there are lists to be made of who gets fed, what they get fed, when they get fed it, uh, you know what you have to do. Um, and until recently, I mean, we've just lifted one of our biggest constraints was we had a Rayburn um, running our uh, heating and cooking and everything else. Uh, that needs a whole list on its own. You know, if you're not used to running a wood burning Rayburn. Um, that, that's, that's a big thing. You know, we used to, we called her Rosie, Rosie the Rayburn. And, uh, we never ran her through the summer because it would be too hot, but we always ran her, uh, you know, from the, from the, um, as soon as the temperatures dropped until it picked up again. And she had a, um, character all of her own, really. Each year you would fire her up. And it would take you a good oh, two or three weeks to get to know how she was running that year. And a lot of time that depends on, um, again, on the weather, uh, on how she was how she was feeling. <laughs> it sounds ridiculous. This is this big, you know, metal object. But she did have, you know, each year she, she would fire up and she would run differently 
every year and that, that takes a bit of getting used to as well but we have um we've taken that out now because we are we're getting on um i mean we're, don't get me wrong we're not we're not climbing into the coffin just yet but we we don't want to be chopping wood i mean john would spend all summer chopping wood uh, in order to feed the monster as she became known eventually um all winter long and uh because she was wood burning she she would um eat that wood at a fairly rapid pace and so if i wanted to i couldn't go out very much because every couple of you know you'd stoke her up and uh that wood would only last a couple of hours until it was until it was um gone and so you know then you got to feed her again and then that would happen again and again and again and you know, you, you can't you can't shut them down too much all the time because you know they'll they'll coke up and that's not good for them either. So you have to run it as efficiently as possible, which meant that you had to be here uh, a lot of the time in order to do that. Um, we could have we could have put coal. We could, it, it's a bit complicated because you have to change the plates and everything else. But we could have run her on coal. But we had a free wood resource here, so there's no point. You know, that was the whole idea. We. We're doing, we're putting it, uh, as little impact on the environment as as possible by using that. But now, this year, we finally we've just taken her out. We've had her seven years. Uh, we've taken her out, and we've installed electric radiators. And the idea is we will install solar panels to go along with that, and uh, that's how we will keep ourselves warm, which will free up John. He won't have to chop wood all summer long. We won't have to cart it in. I won't have to play Cinderella every morning and get covered in soot and dust. Um, and I can, I can go out for more than a couple of hours and come home and the house will still be warm. Uh, that, that's the plan. Uh, you know, each uh, these last couple of years, as I said, we, we've been trying to, to make life easier for ourselves um, as we go forward because uh, it, it's been, there's been hard years that we, you know, worked hard and uh we're at the time of life now where we just want to ease off ease off a little bit and slow it down really so that that's one of the uh the downsides uh, in a way um another of the downsides is uh um intruders and I, uh, I have to address this one because it's we're rural rural crime is at its highest um ever really doesn't matter what you have somebody else wants it um you know even t- we've had the, the 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 egg shed we've got an honesty box you know and most people are honest but some are not we've had the box jemmed off uh with the money stolen we've had you know people just before that we just had a basket sat there we was like very naive really and we, we had a basket sat there and people just tossed the coins in and you know and um you know that got taken on a on a regular basis so then we got this box and it was a bit overkill to be fair it was a box and it had a huge padlock on it and we screwed it down to the thing and somebody just came along and jammed it off um when we first came here <laughs> that was one of the it was very very stressful we, we, we literally i think we started taking over we hadn't actually signed the paperwork but we started running this place um in the july of the year that we bought it we didn't actually sign the we didn't exchange until november but we were in, in essence um here running it and uh we and at the time we had um 
quite a few liveries here you know young girls who work hard and they work they do work hard in order to be able to own a horse and keep a horse and buy all the things that you need to have with a horse sometimes they have far too much stuff that you don't actually need but that's a different story and um on so we yeah so the july we we kind of took over and on the september and i know exactly what day it was because we had it was it was on september the 17th um and the reason i know the day is because we had bought our daughter a new saddle for a birthday um because we were you know she'd got this horse and we'd bought her a new saddle and just luckily i i you know i was going to put a bow on it and put it out in the tack room and and everything else uh, luckily i didn't i decided to keep it in indoors and on the morning of the 17th um we we actually weren't living here then we were still living in the bungalow so we were toing and fro on the morning of the 17th we came down and all the tack had been stolen uh i mean it was it was heartbreaking it was heartbreaking and it you know it's ten thousand pounds worth of tack that belonged to these girls who worked hard all the time in order to be able to do something that they love to do and um that's not that's not nice so you know you have that as well it's rural crime is is high at the minute and uh, they they didn't finish there they you know um it's two uh, i think it was about a month later uh, they came back again uh, and had another go um luckily obviously by that time we'd wised right up and they didn't take a lot but they they did break in and have another go so you do have that and when another a thing that um you will find if you ever decide to do this kind of thing what you will find is your instincts become honed um you you get eventually you get to know and this sounds really bad but who looks right and who doesn't who fits in with what's happening and who doesn't you you do develop instincts as to you know who's um who's uh who you think is going to be um honest and trustworthy and who isn't who who you think no that's that doesn't feel right that doesn't look right there's something not right there you 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 do get to know that and that is uh that is a downside because that you kind of i suppose it's a downside because it makes you wary of people um people that you haven't you don't know or you haven't seen before uh you know we've we've had uh people come and ask questions that you think no that doesn't that doesn't add up that's not adding up you know uh, obviously we we call it in we we, we do we, I'm, on a, I'm on a rural uh a rural crime watch um snapchat thing and uh things are called in all the time you know there's something's not right here something's not right here and, you know but i don't think the the police resources are big enough to to cope with it all but it does make other it does give everybody else in the area the heads up i suppose is is what's good about that it gives everybody the heads up and you do you can you know you have to watch each other's back you know if you see something in the neighbor's field uh, you know i've uh, we've got a field um that i'm looking at now across so i'm i'm in the vegetable garden i'm looking out into our next paddock and beyond that is is our neighboring farmer's field and uh one night um i I could see headlights on the horizon um, 
it was dark and it, there were headlights out there. And so I just, I just give him a quick ring and I say, look, you know, there's, there's somebody out in your field. Oh, yeah, that's fine. He said that they're out rabbiting. That's fine. That, and that's all you need to do. Because if you don't do that, next morning he wakes up and finds out that he's, you know, he's been robbed. And so we, we watch each other's back, really. Um, that, that's not a downside. That's a good thing. That's, that's neighbourly. That's what we do. But it feels like you are... Uh, um, I don't know. I, it, it feels like you are suspicious of everybody. We're not. We're not really. But if you don't look right, then we are. <laughs> um, what other downsides are there? Uh, oh, I suppose. Yeah. The, the other one ties back into. It, it's not to do with the Rayburn, but it, it does tie back in nicely with that. <laughs> Depending on the time of year. Uh, we can't always go out. That sounds a bit like odd, but uh, so it, it depends on sunset. Is what I'm saying. The sunset is a um, is a big factor because we have hens, um, and I know people say, "Oh yeah, well we've got these doors that open electronically and they close electronically." Well, that's great if all the chickens go in before the door shut, uh, but I I know that that often doesn't happen, so we don't have that. So we have to be here at sunset um, or before sunset to to shut the doors uh, where the chickens live or the, and the ducks and the geese and everybody. Because if we don't do that, um, the fox will come along and he will think, oh, there's a nice pantry full of chickens for my dinner tonight. I'll just be in there and have the lot. So, uh, for instance, if, if sunset is around about um, eight o'clock at whatever time of year that is, uh, somebody might be having a barbecue or a party or anything, you know, a wedding even. Um, we have to leave. Uh, you know, we, well, nine times out of ten, I have to say, John leaves. Bless him. He, he will leave um, and come and put the birds to bed and then he will go, he will come back, uh, depending on what the occasion is. But, um, yeah, we, we have to leave um, because... That's our commitment. That we committed to that. We committed to these to these birds and and their welfare. And so that's what we do. And you can bet your bottom dollar that the day that we didn't do that, we would lose an awful lot of birds. So there's a, there's a massive massive commitment when you have uh, poultry, uh, especially. I mean, not so much, not so much. Obviously, sheep stay out in the field and goats or alpacas or horses whatever you know they're fine you can go out and do that but we chose chickens and uh and so and we made a commitment and we do, we have to stick to that we we're constantly committed to making sure that we are here uh at the time they need to be shut in securely and uh that is a bit of a downside and it's it's um you know same for same for days out you know we don't we don't have we don't think, oh, today, I think we'll go out today, you know, and, and do this, that or the other. Um, because we, it, you, we have to think of, well, actually, you know, we can't go far unless we organise someone to come here and shut everything away for us. And then we have to trust that they will get here on time and do that uh, for us. So, you know, again, the days out that we do that go that would be very much further away 
are few during the year because we have to make sure that somebody reliable will come here and uh, close, uh, shut everything up so that we don't lose everything. And um, that's a downside, really, because you can't be... Um, what's the word? You can't, you can't just... You can't be... You can't do it. You can't just think, right, today we'll do this, you know, because sometimes it, need, it needs planning. And uh, that's a bit of a downside, but not too much. I mean, it's, it, it's fine. It's, yeah, and I think, yeah, so that, that's kind of some of the bigger downsides of it. I'm aware that uh, in this podcast I've rambled on a little bit uh, longer than in the previous two. When I first started I thought there's no way I'm going to be able to talk for an hour. Turns out I probably can. So so um but I'm going to I think some sometimes some of the subjects um <clears throat> do need do need longer to talk about really. If I could stop saying um and uh and things like that we'll we'll hone it as we go. It'll be fine. Um so <laughs> there I go. So uh, I'm going to wrap this one up, and uh, I hope you've enjoyed listening to it and gives you a, an idea of what what life is like on a small holding. Um, not sure what the next topic is going to be. I'm sure I will come up with something, and uh, I hope you've you know enjoyed listening to it. If you have, then do subscribe. It doesn't cost anything; it just means you get a notification for the next one. Um, I'm going to try and put these out on a Monday. Uh, each time so uh yeah I, I look forward to talking to you again next time thank you very much bye bye have a great week <laughs>